Hey, this is Alora Lovelight, and you're tuned in to the radio show ATL. Make sure to check out my latest single, Erodicy, and follow at It's the Radio Show on Instagram. If you want your music heard on the radio show, email the radio show inbox at gmail.com. The following program is rated TV MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. What you listening to, man, what they talking about? They talking I got about? my hand up on that knob trying to figure trying out. To figure it out. doesn't matter who's the guest or what's the subject. Because they keep it 100 and them callers love it. The real show got you tuned in, rave action. Like uh, a bad chick texting uh, what's happening. They ain't hitting the 5 o'clock news. Our host keep it blunt sharing their point of view. They going in, man, because they ain't got no filter. Because they keep it 100, that's why we messing with you. Got you up to date with the latest. It's with music and what's trending that's basics On primetime hours you can never go wrong And you ain't the music and what's going on And you neck of the woods like hey, I'll roll on today like Feel it entertained with the radio show Tuesday, Thursday, take another, let them know Let them telephone rings Yeah, I'm on this thing So ATL continuing with our Bring a Friend series, and we brought a good friend of the show. We got Zeno from the ZZ Talk podcast hanging out with us. Zeno, what's up, man? Welcome back to the show. Yo, thanks for having me. How's your How's your Sunday going? Well, you know it's it's going okay. Um, I'd say what we're going to talk about. I don't know how okay it's going to get to, but we had. <laughs> Uh, something dropping our laps and I was like man who's one of the one people that persons that can break down what happened here other than you and I know that you and Zeus you know this is this is your wheelhouse man it's it's uh what's the catchphrase it's pop culture come uh, yeah, on give it to me it, it's um sports uh entertainment and a heavy dose of politics all right so let's live up to that part of ZZ Talk here on the radio show ATL and that heavy dose of politics. Zeno, man, I had to get in touch with you about this one. So everybody's favorite candidate out there in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis, has announced that he's running for president in 2024. I, Man, I that headline almost writes its own story. Zeno, what are we in for with this campaign? Because I feel like he's going to have a lot of momentum going into this election. Yeah, well, you know, I'm 
I'm actually a little different on that. So I think when you, how you set this up um, is quite accurate. You said everyone's favorite candidate out there in Florida. I think Ron DeSantis, um, his, his star power that he has in Florida, I don't know if it carries as well nationally. Now, maybe this is me sipping on some copium. And hoping that that uh, it doesn't quite go as well for him, but um, yeah, I don't think he has the star power that he thinks he does. However, a DeSantis presidency would be uh, a pretty terrible thing, and we'll dive into the reasons why over the course of the show. Um, but also, uh, at some point, I would like to touch on the other people that have announced um, their candidacy for the Republican nomination. Give give them like thirty seconds to a minute each. But um, at least the ones that I remember. Well, let, well, okay, so let's do that then. So let's talk about because the focus was in on Ron DeSantis because he's sort of, um, you know, he carries a big name. Um, it's a lot of controversy going on down there. I know I was down in Orlando a few weeks ago, and a lot of people in the LGBTQIA community are extremely upset and worried about the turn that that's being taken out there in Florida. But as you mentioned, Zeno, there are other candidates who have thrown their name in the hat when it comes to the Republican nomination. Would you care to elaborate on some of those? I know you had sent me a video <laughs> one of them the other day, and oh my god! Yeah. Um, so there's a few like smaller names. Um, one whose last name I can't really remember, and I, I don't have it in front of me. Um, he's a he's of Indian descent. His name is Vivek. Last name starts with an R. It's a very long name. Um, he's, um, he's okay. <laughs> like he's, he's not gonna, he's not gonna go very far. It's, it's one of those, let's try to broaden the Republican tent sort of candidates, but, um, it, it's not, it's not a good candidacy. Um, another person of Indian descent that actually might do better is former, um, UN secretary or UN ambassador, and former governor of South Carolina, Nikki Haley, uh, she announced the candidacy. Uh, she, I, she, she does a very good job of like speaking in a way that people are like, "Oh, she sounds presidential," but also saying a, a lot of nothing. Um, you know, almost seeming like she would bring President Trump to task on things, and then kind of flailing when it seems like it's going to backfire against her. So we'll see how she starts doing when like debates come around and such. Uh, another person from South Carolina is um, the one I sent you a video of, and that's Senator Tim Scott. Oh, my. Um, my goodness, this is the goofiest dude ever. Um, and he, he's been goofy for a while. He stays goofy, but his campaign rollout was exactly as one would expect if you know of Tim Scott already. Um, oh. so, so to quickly break it down for those who haven't seen it, um, it's like a short clip. Uh, his nephew is bringing him out in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, he said something like, uh, the man I'm proud to call nephew, uh, Senator, oh, and you, uh, sorry, the man I'm proud to call uncle and your next president, Senator Tim Scott. So then Tim Scott comes out, he like trots out and then he goes, uh, and I'm going to do my best Tim Scott impression. Hello, Charleston. <laughs> like, <laughs> He like yelps, hello, Charleston. And then he like goes in for this like handshake that's clearly choreographed. Him and his nephew trying to be like, oh, we do this cool Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff handshake thingy. And then 
And then he starts a speech. I'm just like, man, this dude, this dude is dead on arrival. So, yeah. And then obviously Donald Trump, he also announced his candidacy and right out the gates, he's like, I'm going to go after Ron DeSantis because none of these other goofballs threaten me except for Ron. And that's where we are. Those are the contenders. Uh, The main contender and the Fox News pick seems to be Ron DeSantis himself. Oh, oh my gosh. Tim Scott, bruh. That handshake, um, if you go just look it up, it's so like, he's it's so pronounced like, ooh, let me make sure I don't mess this up. Okay, we did this part, this part, this part. It's yes. terrible. It's it's terrible. And this is, okay. I'm sure that you agree with this part of it, Zeno, that the, the Trump campaign, you know, when he was running the very first time back at the 2016 election, opened up the door for other people like this. And I, I don't know, the, the confusion on what's good, what's not good, which direction to go to is difficult. So in your view, cause you're very politically inclined, you know, this is the reason why you know, we, we have you on in situations like this to speak on these subjects. Is Ron DeSantis out of that group that you named clearly the clear cut favorite? Cause I just still feel like Trump is in the pole position, but could I be wrong? Um, no, I think you're right. Um, so <clears throat> what Trump has going for him is uh, incumbency, the, the power of the incumbency. And what I mean by that is he's done the job already. Uh, so you, you have a bit of um, air of dignity about that, that you've held the office before. No matter how much Trump tries to strip away any dignity as um associated with being president, he still was president. Uh, we still call him President Trump or Mr. President. Um, yeah, it's part of that fraternity. So he, he comes in with that extra bit of um, momentum, if you will. Um, Ron DeSantis um, would be the second favorite just because the Republicans feel like he is the most viable candidate um, for a couple of reasons. Um, Florida, prior to DeSantis, was considered a purple state. It was one of those that it could go Democrat, it could go Republican. You never know. Um, whereas I think under DeSantis, it's been firmly um, like put into the Republican camp, right? He, is, he has rallied the um, Hispanic vote out there, which is you know mostly like Cuban. Uh, uh, Hispanics will tell you, uh, Zeus will tell you as well, not Hispanics are created, not all Hispanics are created equal. Florida Hispanics are very different from Texas Hispanics and so on and so forth. The Hispanic vote in Florida is very um, conservative leaning now. And DeSantis and his administration helped that. For some reason, um, it actually makes no sense when you think about some of the things we'll get into in the show. But, um, but sure enough, he's done it. So Republicans are looking at that and thinking, oh, this is a viable candidate. This is a guy that has won in in a um, climate that didn't look good for us. Like in, in 2022, it was supposed to be a red wave, this big Republican wave, supposed to overwhelmingly take over the Senate and the House and all that, and they didn't. But the, the, the one guy that did do his job was DeSantis in in florida and then also marco rubio in his senate race in florida but anyway that's why he comes across looking like 
declare favorite on the national stage. Nice. So is any of that uh, also, we could say, due to a birthday standpoint? He's a very young man. He's only 44. So mm-hmm. they're looking at a viable future in him for the next, you know, possibly 20 to 30 years as well. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I see that. I mean, the, the 20 to 30 years thing, um, I see what you're saying, right? Because even though you can only hold the office for eight years, the idea is even if he doesn't win now, we want to be able to trot him back out for yes. future campaigns. Uh, we want this guy to be the face of a party for generations to come. We want him right. to be our Obama, where Obama doesn't run for office anymore, but he he still wields extreme power. When, yeah. my goodness, when Raphael Warnock was running and Obama came to Decatur, the crowd he drew, and just just that star power like remains. And the Republicans are hoping they can have the same in DeSantis. So yes, you, you're spot on with your analysis of the, you know, uh, star for 20 to 30 years um, to come. I yeah. wanted to ask you something else that follows up to that as well. It's something kind of off the board, but it fits into w- what we are discussing when it comes to DeSantis and these other candidates is uh, something it's like, okay, like you're a movie heads, you know, you know, so the Dark Knight Rises or the Dark Knight Escalation. So every action has a reaction. So do you think if people could go back in time and realize that the backlash that would come from having Obama as president would create what we're seeing here? It created Trump. It created the Ron DeSantis of the world. It created, you know, more uh, voice for people like Ted Cruz and, and people like that who are, ext- you know, pretty extreme on the right. Do you feel like we should have saw this coming? Like th- there had to be some backlash from this, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if we would have seen it coming to the extremes that we have. Like, I feel like this country has gotten very divided, like very, to the point, very tribalistic. That's what I'll say. Um, I don't know if I would have seen it come to that extent, but even if we had, and then we could go into the past and maybe change things, I wouldn't because we can't be afraid of progress because of potential regression you know as a result of that progress there's always going to be when when you pull a slingshot far enough there's always going to be recoil right doesn't mean you don't pull the slingshot it just means that yes there's going to be blowback like like um not, not to go too deep into history but um the emancipation proclamation right you you're now saying okay slavery is ended across the country you know it takes a while before it finally gets to texas but it's it's ended across the country and for a while people were like okay no more slaves yada yada and then years later a couple of decades later into like reconstruction you then have uh jim crow come up and i know if there's any like u.s history buffs listening they're probably like um, flame me right now because I'm sure I missed some parts of that. But you then have Jim Crow come up as a backlash to this whole wait, we're supposed to be above the black man. They're not our equals. you know. And then you had all these laws that came about and some would say Jim Crow ended up even being worse for black people than some parts of slavery, which is debatable. And then you have the civil rights movement, which was like a further shift into progression and then, and then you have like the the Nixon era and the Reagan era, where 
you know, they have the systemic racism where it like it pulls black people back away from progress. But so for every action that has, you know, progress at its core, you're going to have a reaction where there's going to be some regression. But I think the math of it always moves us closer to progress. So we can't be afraid of trying to, to achieve progress because of the idea that regression might happen. Damn, Zeno, you need to run for office, man. That was a hell of an explanation. And <laughs> it's very positive and forward moving. I wish more people could be progressive in that manner that you, in the wins, you got to lose a little bit to win a little bit too. And, exactly. and that's, yeah, so that's, that's understandable. So that's a good explanation. You are now listening to the radio show. Fair. I haven't listened to a single Beyonce album front to back. There you go. And that's my point. I, like I hear it on the radio. I hear it on the radio. I'm not listening to Beyonce's fucking album cuts and trying to determine if that bitch is good. Because it ain't. You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right. Ready? Here we go. Do it. Two, three, four. Are you, are you ready for this? Yeah. All right, everyone. Let's get started, shall we? Oh, yeah. Playing only the best music in the world. This is your number one radio station. Shining through my window. Open up the door to the yard. Keep the mesh closed, but let the wind blow. Circulate the energy. Let the new day that the universe granted me into me. Enemies keep that same energy. I still love you though. Hate to be the end of me cause I'm so grateful. So why you laying your head at the best west and I'm up with the sun putting my request in That's why I'm so grateful I got more than I played for I'm so grateful Closing my eyes and sit in the silence What you wait for You got many things to be thankful for That's why I'm so grateful Closing my eyes and sit in the silence Meditate Thank you. 
You are now listening to the radio show ATL. You are now listening to the radio show.
You are now listening to The Radio Show. You're listening to The Radio Show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. So, okay, so let's focus in on Ron DeSantis because that's sort of the basis of the conversation that we're having here based on some of the controversial things or at least controversial to a certain side of it, because to some, to other sides, it's not controversial. It's what they believe in. So what potential, I guess, outside of the glaring things, what other potential issues could come up from a Ron DeSantis campaign? You know, Mm -hmm. there's going to be attacks at the LGBTQIA community. You know, there's going to be, um, you know, talking about critical race theory, which has been a hot topic with people trying to, you know, not have critical race theory, things of that nature. What are some of the other things that we can look for that are going to be, you know, basically him using things to gaslight people into rallying them to vote for him? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the major difference between like a Trump and a DeSantis is uh, Trump, uh, I feel like is an opportunist. It's like, oh yeah, this is what the people in my party like. I'm going to like lean into that. Whereas DeSantis, I feel like, um, I don't quite have the word for him, but the way I'll describe his style of not just running, but also governing, is he 
he um, dabbles in the politics of aggrievement, right? You should be aggrieved about this, this, and that. Um, something that someone else is doing is a hindrance on your life. So it, the aggrievement thing helps because a lot of people can like, commiserate together in something that they're angry about. So if it makes you angry that, you know, gay people are happy together, you know, why, why should they, um, why should they be in public and happy and trample on your idea of what traditional America should be? You know, why should, why should brown people, um, be at the same level of success as as you and also so like you might not say it in those words but it's all about activating people and making them feel like hey um you you used to have more than you do now and you probably would if not for the other you know otherizing people is run the sentences superpower right and and, you know, it's one thing when it's just rhetoric. It's another thing when it actually manifests itself in, in policy, right? We're seeing in Florida, like, videos of empty shelves in libraries because there's actual Florida policy saying certain books don't comport with, you know, Florida's definitions of, like, you know, proper, you know, conduct for, like, for like kids, right? So, like, this, the, the books by... Um, Oh, I can't remember the authors off the top of my head, but there are books that like talk about um, equality or like equity or like tr treating people with empathy that Ron DeSantis's administration has deemed to, to be the sort of book that makes white kids feel guilty about being white. <laughs> you know, like, 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 like simply having empathy towards your neighbor means now that no you should feel guilty for your whiteness you should feel guilty that um that your neighbor ever had to feel less than and that's not the point of it at all the point of it is that the, the only thing that uh, makes us different is pigmentation we're all human at the end of it and as kids you should know that from an early age so you don't grow up to be i don't know ron DeSantis. yes facts Yes, that's absolutely right. Because the main people who don't see color that are taught about it, like my my youngest daughter, she's got well, both of them do. But I'm focusing on my youngest daughter. You know, she's eight. She don't know anything about like racism and stuff. She just plays people who like the same thing she likes. She likes to do Roblox and she mm -hmm. likes to play Splatoon. And if you play those games, and then she feels like she, you're cool. It doesn't matter what color you are. So. Yeah. It's it's just strange the way about that that taught behavior. But it's just the reason why this is. The reason why this is just so nerve wracking is because it's not just a section of people. Yeah, we talked about Florida, but there is a section of people who firmly believe that somehow, you know, they were being discriminated against because they were asked to wear a mask or mm. things of that. Nature. And that's not real discrimination. You know, you and I could probably have some stories about some discrimination going on when it comes to, you know, ourselves overtly or in your face but then also family members you talk to your grandparents your parents you know i mean our parents you know they grew up in the like you talked about the jim crow era so they know about discrimination you know there was mm -hmm. a time when you know you couldn't sit at the same counter you know or go into certain places or things of that nature 
so the critical race theory part really bothers me because it's like, hey, we're starting from square one. Everything's better now. But a, a dude just not that long ago just kneeled on uh, George Floyd and killed him in broad daylight. But we're not starting from square one. And that's yeah. the insanity about the, the whole thing is that I don't mean to make such a broad stroke, but it, it's almost look, white people got so mad that, <laughs> that, that there was a black president that they just couldn't deal with it no more. And they're like, man, we, we can't do this, man. We Make America Great Again became loaded. It became, make it what we used to know what it was. You know, it was the milkman. It was, you know, all this stuff that is supposed to be Americana, but it wasn't Americana for people of color. And yeah. it's scary, dude. It's really scary. Yeah, there's a, there's a quote that I'm going to butcher. Um, and I, I don't know who to assign the quote to, but um, I heard it once, or I read it once, and it stuck with me. And this is re- regarding what you were talking about with the mask thing. Uh, it kind of goes, it's easy, to, it's easy to mistake inconvenience with oppression when you're accustomed to privilege. And basically, all that means is that you, you're being inconvenienced by the mask thing, and to you, that's oppression because you'd, you've never actually, you've never actually experienced real oppression. You're, you're privileged enough, you know, to to have escaped real oppression, and that's good for you. But because you've not experienced real oppression, the the moment someone asks you to do something inconvenient, you assume that's oppression, and that's what happened to a vast majority of the country. You know, they're like, oh wait, I have to. I have to do something. What to to help other people? Nah, screw that. I'm being oppressed. Yes, and it. I don't know. It just, you know, when I saw this, and I, I was reading. So I, I, and this is the thing: is that again, we get painted a lot that somehow we lean further. Like I said, we are anti-stupid. So if some nonsense was going on on the left, please believe we would call it. All right. And if something happens like that, Zeno will be right back on the show again and we're going to be going right at them, too. All right. Mm -hmm. But the part that just like kind of blew me was like I was reading Ron DeSantis. I was on his website and he had like, um, I guess you could say a statement, a written statement of him running outside of the video that he put out. And he said that Biden likes to cater to the woke mob. And Mm. we had talked about this on the (laughs) show before that. Remember there was a time, you know, when woke was our word and woke yep. meant that like your sister or your aunt was dating the guy that's like, no, my sister, you can't be eating that pork. The white man, you know, he was the guy that was aware of shit that was going on. But mm-hmm. the middle-aged white guy has taken woke and turned it into anything that has to do with diversity that I don't understand or I don't like, I'm going to use that word. You know, they yeah. always go woke, go broke. And I'm like, they took it and they whitewashed it. And I'm like, what you if you ask somebody like I could go ask one of my neighbors and say, do you know exactly what woke means? And they probably will say, well, I don't know. It's because they want to make the little mermaid a black girl. Now, I I don't know. (laughs) And that's not what it means at all. It means somebody who's keenly aware of the things that are going on around them. So they're making it that, that word loaded where they're saying if you're keenly aware of things that are going on around you, you're woke and I don't want to deal with you. That's some nonsense. Yeah, this oh my god. I don't know if you've seen this one video. Uh there's um there's a YouTube channel, I think it's called Rising or something or whatever it's called. Um the host was a black lady 
for oh, that day. I seen this. I yes. seen, are you talking about the one where she asked her what woke was and she couldn't yes. even define what and, it was. Yes. And she was like her her brain was malfunctioning trying to define it. And then but this same lady um then put out a an article and it was just filled with like, you know, white tears of like, oh, oh yeah, I had a rough morning that morning and yada yada and now I'm the butt of jokes. Like, dude, take your L and just go. Like 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 you were saying, they don't know what oh, oh they know what the word means, but like other other words in the past, they've now taken it and put their own dog whistle to it. Um, now woke just means, oh, it's that Obama shit. Oh, is that? Sorry, I don't know if I can yeah. curse on the podcast. Yeah, but, you're good. You're good. But, um, yeah, um, you know, the, it, it just means, oh, diversity, equity, woke. Like, dude, woke is enlightenment. You know, it's, it means, like, to be awake, right? It's, yes. it's, it's ebonics. You're, you're aware yeah. of what's yeah. going on around you. Exactly. You're, you're peeping game to like systemic racism. You're peeping game to how, to, to why this person is getting passed up for something, not because of overt racism, but just because of, you know, the, the, the powers that be that have been put in place over decades. And that's why something is happening the way it is. It's being aware. But then they're like, oh, let's just say woke and our, our base will know what we're talking about and know that, okay, we should be against this thing because, um, Master DeSantis said it's woke. Oh, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. And you know what? Actually, this segues into something I, I wanted to talk about. Um, you might have been queuing it up, but, um, Disney. Are, are you, are you familiar with the DeSantis Disney feud? Yes, I was actually in Orlando, like I said, a couple of weeks ago as this was uh, really cooking because um, we were checking into a, um, a hotel and one of the the person that was checking us in happened to be in the LGBTQIA community. And he understood that he could be comfortable to talk to us because we're like, yeah, man, we don't listen. If you know anything about this show and, Zeno, you've gotten to know me on a personal level, you know, man, that we'll, we're all inclusive when it comes to this. It ain't just for the pod, man. You doing you. You ain't harming nobody. It's all good. So he felt comfortable talking to it about this. And he was saying that his cousin couldn't even get into work at Disney that day because they, they don't know what's going on. They were on, like, high alert. There were rumors about the, the National Guard being there. And it was just a whole bunch of just clouded information that was going on that they were unsure and felt unsafe about. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was right in the middle of, of that part of, it. you know, I'm up there at Universal trying to have a good time, you know, rise and rise. And you got all this whole thing just kind of swirling around there, man. So it's it's crazy that they're actually feuding. I mean, Disney literally is the happiest place on earth. All right. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Why cloud Disney, it with politics? Yeah. It, the, the weird thing about this whole Disney feud. Right. So it goes back to what I said about, you know, like rhetoric is one thing, but then actually actually putting into policy is a whole different ball game and that's where the census has gone this the disney thing is so antithetical to what the republican party is supposed to be about like the republican party f from time memoriam has always been the party of small government um a rollback regulations even though regulations are there for a reason but th that's the besides the, the point rollback regulations rollback this um government should be as small as possible um private enterprise um is king right now you have a guy who 
you know, is enforcing these things because he's like, oh, um, I, I think, uh, I, I don't like um, the, the way uh, gay people are potentially making our, the, the induction kids, that's what it is, um, with the drag shows or, or, you know, having two fathers in a book or something like that, right? And then Disney, a private company, by the way, um, spoke out against the the bill that they're passing in Florida that's been uh, named named by the media or named by whomever as the Don't Say Gay Bill. Um, Disney spoke out against it. You know why Disney spoke out against it? Because Disney has um, employees of that community, probably numbering in the thousands, right? Yes. Disney uh, had the, the pretty much the second in command to Kevin Feige in Disney's Marvel Studios division. Um, she's not there anymore, but she was there at the time. She's, um, she's lesbian. So that's like a very high ranking person within Disney. That's that's of the LGBT community. Um, Disney cannot just be like, okay, this is happening in the state where we operate pretty heavily and we're not going to say anything. They had to say something. Right. But that's just it. It's a private company saying something. Most other governors, most other people will just be like, I don't like the Disney said that and we'll move on. Ron DeSantis is like, oh, I'm going to go after Disney. I'm going to I'm going to take away Disney's um, privileges in the Reedy Creek District, which they've had for something like 100 years. I might have the, the timeline wrong there. But um, essentially, it's like a self-governed district that Disney has. They they um, fund all the road fixes, all the infrastructure within that um, district. So the people that live in and around don't pay taxes towards it. Disney pays for it. DeSantis is like, no, we're, we're going to bring in our own people to administer just so he can like strong arm. But that's not private um, government. Sorry, that's not private business having authority that's a government entity saying that no now i'm 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 the captain now to quote the captain phillips line you know and that's like that makes no sense that's authoritarian af and it, it's just crazy to me but the scientists who apparently went to law school somewhere yale i guess um didn't realize disney has some pretty savvy lawyers and he's been getting dunked on by disney for a while now but I don't know. It, but it's just one of those that shows the Santis is he's willing to to go where other politicians haven't gone before, and it could be really bad if he gets like the highest office. This this whole I don't know, man. I Luzino. Like this is the part where I keep mentioning the word scary, you know, about this because it's it's. It's crazy because, all right, so you had mentioned something that was a big topic out there. You mentioned about the, the drag shows, okay? So mm -hmm. that was a big, hot topic while we were there. And I started wondering, listening to the guy talk about this, is that is that the biggest fear that we have is that, well, somebody who's smaller is influenced by that and they're, like, becoming, I, I, we're, I, I'm like, I'm not gay, so I don't know what that's like. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure that you're not influenced to become that way. It's probably something you just feel. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. how can you be influenced to like 
feel a certain way if that's not a part of you. So if you're a, a guy and you like girls, if you go around friends that are, does that automatically make, like, it's a dumb mentality. Like yeah. they're grooming kids. Like if your kid grows up and they're an asset to society and the worst thing you can say about them is, oh, well, you know, my son has a husband. Man, that's not a deal break for me. Is he a, a good person in society? Is he working and being upstanding? So what does it matter what he does behind closed doors if he's not harming anybody? So mm-hmm. it's it's like comparing sins to some people. It's like, well, killing someone is wrong, but so is cheating on your spouse. But mm-hmm. we're willing to excuse those because those are sins we're kind of like used to dealing with. But don't you dare be gay. Don't you do that. That's something we just cannot forgive. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I mean, we elected a guy who is known to have cheated on all three of his wives. Uh, he paid hush money to uh, an adult film star. Um, he uh, he just um, was found liable in a um, civil suit where he was alleged to have sexually assaulted um, the plaintiff. Um, this guy was elected president. So all that's fine, but God forbid you're gay. Yeah, and um, on that same point, right about being an asset to society, uh, the the head of the Department of Transportation um, is Pete Buttigieg, he's former mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Uh, this dude speaks seven languages. He's a he's an army veteran. Uh, he he's one of the smartest guy you would ever hear talk on any topic. Um, he probably would be a good candidate for president, except he's gay. And I, I don't think America would ever, or may, maybe someday, but I, I don't know if they can get over that hump. Um, so it, it's, it's about priorities, right? Um, going back to your thing about, I, I don't know how one becomes gay. Um, I think, I, I think maybe, maybe less so today. I don't think, um, being gay is something someone would choose to be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, so, there's so much, um, ah, what's the word? Um, there, there's so much taboo or, um, associated with it or, or so much, like, blowback, right? Like, like people, like, giving you the side eye, like, oh, he gay or this and that, you know? Like, right. why, why would someone willingly want that for themselves? If that's not who they are, you know, that's my thought process on it. I feel like, you know, people are who they are. And also, DeSantis, if you're worried that your kid can be indoctrinated to be gay just because he saw a drag show, I'm sorry to tell you, your kid's gay. (laughs) (laughs) There's a million kids who have, no, maybe not a million, but there's thousands of kids who have done, who have seen this drag show story time or whatever, and they didn't turn out gay, right? Because they're not gay. It's a, this is a different society, Zeno. Like, people nowadays, like, they're more in tune with how they feel as a person versus being cornered into a gender. That's why they got the pronouns, the they, the them, you know, yeah. letting you know that. You know, my daughter in high school, she went to school with several, you know, people who are transgender or gender fluid or however you want to describe it, who just want to live their lives. And they're more in tune mm-hmm. with how they feel and they don't want to ignore it. And it's unfair for us to tell them how they should feel. If 
someone who like you take look at Dwayne Wade's daughter. You know, they got a lot of, a lot of people say, "Well, that's just a boy." No. She's told her father, "I I feel like I've always what I've always been is a girl and that's what I want to do." He did what you're supposed to do as a parent. You love your kids unconditionally no matter what they again, if they're not doing anything to harm anybody or themselves or society and they just want to live their lives. This is what I don't want, understand. And the biggest reason I could tell you, Zeno, and it's it's plain as day. We should not be in nobody's bedroom behind closed doors because I don't want nobody in mine. It should be just the same way either way it goes. That's your personal business. Again, not yeah. harming anybody, not bothering anybody. Just live your life. And and this all stems to people just not minding their business and becoming, it's like they're making, oh my God, if you're gay, it's just the worst thing in the world. When <laughs> There's several other things that your children could end up being that are far worse in your mind than the fact that they like the same sex. Or that they they you know uh, they identify as they and them instead of she and her or he and him. It's 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 headache to feel like people are. It, it, we're in twenty twenty three. What are we doing? You know what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I feel like a lot of this is boredom, right? Like I lo- a lot of it is like you know when um, you see these like you know. Stay uh, nothing against stay at home moms. They they're like the lifeblood of the family. But I don't mean that. I mean like stay at home like suburban moms that would like start gossiping about nothing. Like oh, did you see that um, little Timmy um, wore a tutu? I think he's doing this and that. You know, like like gossiping about BS that doesn't matter to their lives while their husbands are probably doing like the the nastiest things to his to their secretaries. Or something like that, you know. But they yes. they try they they they're trying to fulfill themselves with random gossip, and so they can they can feel above someone. It's all about superiority, you know. You are less than me because you're you you live this immoral lifestyle, amoral lifestyle, you know, without morals. Um, I I am superior to you. I go to church every Sunday. I I give tithe you know, uh, or, or, or offering. I give offering in church. I do this and that, you know. But they could be like the worst people ever, but as long as they feel superior. Um, and it's it's so grating that this is what, you know, our politics has become, especially when we have real issues to address. Like the fact that my head is always on a swivel whenever I go to to a shopping mall or a grocery store because I'm like, this could be the site of the next shooting, there's there's a sh- there's a shooting every freaking where, uh, this shootings happening in Florida, in Texas, you know, with those Republican governors, and rather than saying you know let's do something to address it, they're like mm, let's focus on drag shows, you yes. know, it, it's it, it's so frustrating that this is the best that that party has to offer, because like you said. Uh, people want to assume that, oh, we just vote left because, I don't know, because we're black. But there's no such thing. Like, the the Democrats don't have uh, a hold on the black vote. The reason black people vote for Democrats is because Republicans haven't given black people an alternative. Facts on facts. It's like, damn, I got to vote, and I definitely can't go this way, this extreme. So yeah, I can't not vote, so I got to go with the lesser of two evils. So it's it's you got to make a choice. You got to try to put your uh, you, you got to try to you know figure out which one fits with you at least a little bit when it comes to ideals. And in most cases, 
if you're voting on the side of decency and things of that nature, you kind of lean towards the left a little bit. That don't mean necessarily that you're fully democratic. You just try yeah. to avoid the nonsense that's on the other side. That's that's what you're left with. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I, I feel like the Democrats could be doing that they don't do, and mostly that's that's usually a matter of not having the voices in the room, uh, the voices to speak on things. Um, like they always like get on. Um, Hillary Clinton's case about the the crime bill that Bill Clinton passed, which, by the way, why is that bill? Why is that Hillary's fault? I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> so so they they don't hear about the ninety four crime bill, and the the thing is that crime bill was was drafted the way it was because there weren't any black people in the room. There, I don't think there was a black senator at that time. Um, which is wild to say, but I don't think there was a single black senator at that time. How do you have someone telling you how a bill drafted in this way would affect black communities if there's no one of the community to enlighten you, right? To, to tell you, hey, these are the things we need to consider, which is why the phrase representation matters is extremely important, right? It. it you want to you want to have people that reflect America being in the room where it happens, being in the room where decisions are made, because they can tell you, hey, just so you know, this thing might affect my people in a different way that than you're intending. You might not be intending for it to to disenfranchise us, but that's exactly what will happen if you do this thing this way. And then you're like, oh shit, I didn't realize. Let me let's readjust the language let's you know do some or you could be like well f your people <laughs> and then yeah. and then do it anyway you know but at least the voices need to be in there to to craft things in a way that is is a big tent like it it's inclusive and unfortunately with the republican party it's it's way too white and it's way too male dominated for their ideas to be inclusive of everybody now, I, I will say this to, you know, bottom line, this one, Zeno, is that I know that this is the first of many conversations to come about this subject. There are going to be some things said, some campaigns running some dirty, crazy type stuff, especially if Trump and DeSantis are going to be in the debates at the same time, along with the rest of the, the people on that side. It's going to be a clown show. It's going to be a lot of content. But I will say that you're not going to get better coverage of what's going to be going on than getting it from the radio show ATL, but also ZZ Talk when they make their big return. So it's great conversation, Zeno. And, you know, I look forward to talking to more about it with you and Zeus and everybody else. As of end of May 2023, um, I don't think the census will be the candidate. Uh, I think he's going to be more like a Jeb Bush, where everyone thought he was going to be this, like, big, actually also a former Florida governor. Um, they thought he was going to do really well, and then I think he's going to flame out. Um, and, uh, the other thing I want to touch on is that Donald Trump is going after the sentence hard and his nicknames are pretty funny. Uh, he's called him meatball Ron. He's called him Ron the sanctimonious. He's called is <laughs> some other stuff. One thing about Donald Trump, he's, he's really good at the high school bully type stuff. Um, so that's going to be fun to watch. Meatball run. I mean, what yeah, is I, that? I, I don't even know what the genesis of that was. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't the, know. 
1980s, you know, high school bully movie are we doing here? This yeah. is what we've been reduced to. We elected Biff from Back to the Future. This is the worst, man. And there's more to come on that. And there's also more to come right after this. You are now listening to the radio show. Like I said, somebody just go out there and check on James Earl Jones and let me know if I need to Uber him <laughs> some juice or some soup or something. I, I'm glad to do why, it. Why are you sending that man some juice like he can't eat solid food? Like, let me send him some <laughs> <laughs> Like he in a nursing home or something. <laughs> You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right, Zeno, man, we we went at it really hardcore about Ron DeSantis and the election. And I'm sure within the next year plus, we're going to be talking about everything that's going on with the campaigns between our two shows. But right now, it's a chance for us to take the show where we want to take it, a.k.a. like I like to say, whenever ATL Diva is doing her thing, she's taking it where she wants to go. And that's random. You know, it could be something profound. It could be something funny. It could be just anything that you want to get off your chest. It's random. You can go anywhere you want to with it. Zeno, you're a veteran at this. You've been on the show a million times. What do you have on your mind today that's random? Mm. Uh, ooh. Why am I stumped by this? Okay. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> the, today when we're recording this is... Um, the final day of the English Premier League season. I'm a big soccer fan, so it's, it's like a big day on on my calendar. Um, the random thing is, I want to shout out um, my team, Newcastle United. I've been supporting them since I was like nine years old. Um, they are back in the UEFA Champions League. For anyone who's a soccer fan, you know you know how big of a deal that is. But um, they finished in the top four of the Premier League, uh, and this is a year and a half after being. Um, second from bottom and winless and they brought in this guy Eddie Howe and he did a fantastic job and now we're back in the European Champions League for the first time in 20 years and just really happy about that so that's my one random thing they have a final game in about 30 minutes here nice and yes you're always consistently posting about soccer updates even if it's any nobody before yourself to get that out there like look I gotta get these Mm -hmm. thoughts out here about here because I'm over here sweating Somebody needs to hear about what's going on with that. So, you know, the funny thing about that is, um, so um, this season, right, at the beginning of the season in August, I was like, okay, every Newcastle game, I'm going to post the results, win, lose, or draw. I didn't expect that we would have so few losses this year. But I, I just, it was like one of those things that I did, a, I made a conscious decision to do. Um, the first time I did that was nine years ago. Uh, so this is only the second time I did it. I did it once nine years ago. And nine years ago, I did like uh, 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 pictures with each one. And there's like a Facebook photo album that's 2013-14 Newcastle United season. <laughs> that's literally just all of those posts. I, I wasn't quite as diligent with it this year, like making an album for it. But one of the things I like is when um, things come back on Facebook memories. So that's what I'm looking forward to in the years to come. Um, one of those posts about Newcastle, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was the day we beat Tottenham 6-1. to one. And I wrote a whole Facebook thingy about it. So that's why I like doing it. Nice. No, you got to take those memories, especially if you end up having a down year when you get in those memories. It'll let you know where you were at that point in time. So that's exactly. good. That's the beauty of that and the ebb and flow of sports. All right, nice random on, on that one, Zeno. For me, um, all right, so Zeno, it's time for story time with old 16 here. All right, so 
This is absolutely random and it has nothing to do with anything. I just felt like I needed to just, I don't know, randomly talk about this. But, you know, sometimes in society, when you're an adult and you're working a job, co-workers do things to annoy you. OK, these things happen. And a lot of times you can't really do much about it because, you know, we need our jobs. Everybody has bills and we got responsibilities and stuff like that. Now, many years ago, I worked for a, uh, a satellite uh, television company. We'll keep them nameless, but you know, do you know, you know, pick up on the signs or whatever. But I ain't gonna mention them or whatever. But <clears throat> I worked in the dispatching center for them to send the technicians out to homes to install, troubleshoot things of that nature. So the technicians would have to call and check in with us when they get in the job, so we could check them in on the system, so the managers know they're where they're supposed to be. But some of these techs didn't follow that. They go to jobs and then they check in afterwards. And it's very annoying because you got to call and you got to follow up with them and try to find where they are because people are asking where they are and it's annoying. So there was a guy at the job who was very annoying with this. He'd only call when he needed something. Hey, I need directions. Can you call a customer? But I'm like, hey, man, can you call and check in so I can know where you are when the manager's asking? So he's annoying, all right? And he had his, okay, so his name was Everest and he did not like to go by that. He had a nickname. He wanted to be called Adam. So he would call in and say, hey, this is Adam. This is Adam, even though his name is, is Everest. He didn't like going by it. So this guy got on my nerves to the point where he didn't call in. I had to find a way to get back at him, Zeno. So what I did was in the phone that the dispatchers called, it had the names of the text in there. I changed his name in the phone from his nickname to his government name. So whenever somebody had that phone, he called in, they would call him Everest. And he'd have to correct every time. Hey, I prefer to be called Adam. Everybody would call him Everest. I changed the number. That was my way of getting back at him for not calling was I changed his name in that phone to the name he didn't like. So he had to be called by that name every day. That was me being petty back in like 2007, 2008. He earned it. Okay. Your name ain't Adam. It's Everest. We're going to call you by your government name because you don't like it because you are an asshole and you deserve it. And that's what I'm sticking to. Did Everest know that, that you did that? Did he know that I did it? No, and that's what made it even better. Uh, the fact that he never knew who changed the number. So, Everest, if you listen to this, go to hell. I changed it. If it got on your nerves, good. You deserved it because you should have been calling, checking in like you're supposed to instead of doing all your jobs and calling me later when you wanted directions to somewhere. You go directly to hell, all right, and take your stupid nickname with you. <laughs> that That's hilarious. He's just finding out 16 years later, potentially. Yes. <laughs> he tried a family show. He's like, wait a minute, what? Is yes, it was me all along, okay? It was me that did it, okay? And if I ever work anywhere else where you want to be called that name, I'm changing it there too, okay? I'm standing by that. <laughs> there you go. Problems. I got you, problems, you, you know. Use your government name. <laughs> Damn right, all right? Use your government name, all right? So that was a totally random story, but the reason why it's totally random because it was the random segment. Zeno, thank you for participating on that. Of course, man. Anytime. You are now listening to the radio show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the radio show. There is only one radio show, and this is it. You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right, Zeno. Man, we've come to the, the end of the show, and it's... That's something I look forward to when they end, especially, you know, having a great friend of, of the show like yourself, you know, on with us. Um, man, ZZ Talk, man, what's the status? When when can we expect something from you guys? Let us know what's going on. And also, where do people can find you to listen to all the stuff you have in the archive? 
So, okay, funny thing is, um, it might have to be like a full-on reboot because as far as the archives go, um, I, I was also on this platform that you're using, uh, Podbean, um, but everything's kind of gone uh, because, you know, you have to, like, keep up with it. You have to, you have to keep paying for it. And uh, I didn't because we haven't recorded in over a year. And now all the feeds are... All the old podcast stuff is gone. So we used to be on everything, Spotify, Pandora, and all that stuff. It's gone, but the videos are still on YouTube. So if you like go to um, YouTube and search ZZ Talk uh, with Zeno and Zeus, or if you just do ZZ Talk Zeno, we, like our channel should show up, or ZZ Talk Zeus, the channel should show up. Um, so our stuff is there, but unfortunately, the podcast stuff is gone. When we, uh, when we do reboots, um, you know, time permitting, uh, it'll be fresh, new stuff. We'll try and like zhuzh it up a little, and uh, yeah, br- bring the the audience the stuff that they like. That's what we're we're looking forward to. And also in the interim, I think we talked about this on the air as well. That you guys, um, in between the time that you come back, you're honorary cast members of the radio show ATL, so you could pop up at any point in time on these shows because you know this is your home. So. It's not like people, fans of ZZ Talk are not going to get their feel because you guys are going to be around this place all the time. So, you know, you can definitely um, check for um, we're going to put the uh, description or uh, the uh, link to the YouTube channel in the podcast description. So you can go see the lovely faces of Zeus and Zeno giving you straight talk on any and everything that they can think of, you know, in the world. Especially, you know, they touch on the MCU politics, the whole thing. You know, the ZZ Talk is like a buffet of information so go and get you a plate of it because it's great all right so yeah. make sure and check them out yeah and we appreciate the love that uh the radio show is shows us um and we yeah we really do hope to be back uh soon. it's just you know we, we gotta sync up timings and everything like <laughs> zeus and i will be talking on facebook messenger and we're like man we should do this on the podcast and then we just never do it so it will happen for sure we're, we're waiting on it, you know, and, we, you know, we understand life is happening and things happen. But when you come back, we know you're going to come back in a big way. But until then, you know, like I said, enjoy ZZ Talk teaming up with the radio show ATL on a extremely regular basis. Speaking of the radio show ATL, again, I got to give just a shout out to the listeners because of y'all, man. Again, I said this on the show before, but I got to say it again. Because of y'all, man, we hit the top 200 in the music commentary category because of y'all. All right. It's a it's an accomplishment that I'm gonna take with me. I'm gonna say, hey, do you know where we're top 200 Apple iTunes podcast? I can say that now because of y'all, and I appreciate that. And the entire cast appreciates that. Everybody had a hand in it. ZZ Talk had a hand in it. So we definitely appreciate everybody who supports the radio show ATL. And if you want to be a guest on the radio show ATL, just send us an email to radio show inbox at gmail.com, or you can send us a text six seven eight. 800-1677. We look forward to hearing from you. So again, Zeno, much love to you, man. You know, you're one of my favorite people, favorite guests. Glad to have you along to talk about this subject. Look forward to talking to you anytime, any day, sir. Keep coming back. Love it, man. I'm glad to be here. And uh, yeah, let's, let's do more of this. A- absolutely. All right. So again, much love and thank you to everybody out there who supports us. Shout out to all my my co-host, Easy ATL Diva, Tiki Blue, your boy Cujo, The Jerk. Much love to you guys. And again, we just look forward to uh, hitting you with more content and more heat all 2023. So again, please just remember and never forget, 
you're not just listening to a radio show or some radio show. You're listening to the radio show ATL. Thank you for listening. Not watching this week because we're not on YouTube, but thank you for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Do you struggle with a dry, dull, tangled, or itchy beard? Maybe you find little beard hair curls all over the bathroom sink. Have you found that most beard products are too greasy, don't soften your beard, or smell bad in general? If this is you, there is a simple solution to your problem. If you are looking for a change and to level up your beard game, then you need to try Nine Hair Co. Beard Products. These products were created for men of color, all natural and organic premium oils for maximum quality. Nine Hair Co. products will nourish, protect, and soothe your beard and skin. The beard oil is designed for clean shaven to medium beards, while the beard balm is designed for medium to thick beards. Both products relieve itching during growth, add moisture, and promote shine. Can you use beard oil and the beard balm together? Absolutely, yes you can. For more information on leveling up your beard, click the link for 9hairco.com in the description box below.